Far and away, the most effective type of marketing was bandit signs. Those little signs on the side of the road that everybody hates, but they work and they're cheap and they, they work consistently. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average patch of land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Brian Ellis. Hi, Brian. Hi, Joe. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Brian is joining us from Hotlanta, otherwise known as Atlanta, Georgia, where he he has over 10 years of experience as a real estate and mortgage investor. He's also the host of Self-Directed Investor Radio and the publisher of Brian Ellis Investing Letter, which has a ridiculous amount of subscribers, looks like over 700,000. And not only that, but he loves hanging out in, of all places, Las Vegas more than anything else, as he says, but he isn't a gambler. So how ironic is that? So with that being said, Brian, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely, Joe. You know, I I got into the real estate business because I was previously in the software business. I had a software company that was doing very well, but, um, you know, my first daughter was born during that time period and I decided I wanted to learn some other way to make make a living and real estate's what I settled on, but it was incredible, incredible how bad I was as as a real estate investor for the first year and a half or so. (laughs) It it was impressively bad, but uh, ultimately I learned how to make the the thing work and and really kind of learn the lessons behind the business, which for me centered on on marketing and learning how to attract people who needed what I had to offer, and ultimately did uh, a whole lot of deals, hundreds of deals in in the metro Atlanta area, and uh, focus at this point mostly on notes and mortgages, as as I really really like passive income that I don't have to work for. So that's that's really what we focus on mostly at this point in my career. So you mentioned you it took you a little while to figure out how to make the thing work and then you focused it on marketing and that's what it boiled down to. Can can you elaborate on that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, when I got started, I was one of the folks who thought that the the thing that you should do is is learn every little technical strategy. I learned how to do 
lease options, for example, or I learn how to do, you know, take over a, a, a house or an apartment subject to the existing mortgage and that sort of thing. And, you know, all that was valuable and all that was, was useful. But the problem is, is that those are the things that you can go to an attorney to do on a case-by-case basis and have the attorney do all that kind of stuff for you. What I didn't really understand to begin with is that it's all about finding the people who need, needed what I had to offer. And what I had to offer was something legitimate. What your, your listeners have to offer is something legitimate. We, we all have the ability in one way or the other to do things like purchase a property from somebody who really, really needs to get rid of it or possibly finance a deal that, that might not get financed otherwise. Th- those are legitimate services, legitimate values. But I didn't spend my time focused on finding the people who needed me. And once I shifted my focus to that, I learned a lot about copywriting and about direct mail marketing. I was a big, big direct mail proponent, still am. And uh, we did a lot of other kinds of marketing as well. But when I found out, you know, at the point that your phone starts to ring and it rings a lot and you don't have to necessarily do anything other than what you're doing day to day already to get deals, get them under contract, and start converting them into money. Well, that's a pretty good situation. And the difference for me between being just a master of all the technical stuff and actually making money was the marketing. So that was really the turning point for me. You talked about direct mail. Is that the most effective tactic within your marketing arsenal? No. Um, the, the most effective tactic, and, and remember that my target uh, type of property was, was single-family properties, single-family homes. And uh, far and away, the most effective type of marketing was bandit signs, those, those, those little signs on the side of the road that everybody hates. Um, I hate them too, but they work, and they're cheap, and they, they work consistently. It used to amaze me back during the days when I did my own distribution of those signs. It, I, I used to go out like on a Friday afternoon and, and take three or four hours putting them out all over town, and it was amazing because before I'd even finished putting out all the signs back when I did it myself, it was Amazing because my phone started to ring long before I ever finished putting out the signs. But direct mail is the one thing that it, that you can build consistency with. I mean, you can really build a business that can last through good times and bad with, with direct mail. Uh, other things just don't have that consistency. And so I think it's an integral part of, of a good marketing strategy. What's a key to having an effective bandit sign in the market? From a copywriting standpoint or from a placement standpoint? Yeah. Uh, both of those things matter. Placement is everything. If they can't see it, they can't do anything about it. And I, I like making sure that my signs are placed in a spot where people will be stopped so that they can actually write down the telephone number. But I also think that what the sign says is critical. And it has to be very short, very to the point, and very legible. We used to use a, a simple message, which is, sell your house today, and then a telephone number. That worked. And it was simple. Everybody knew what it meant. It, it could be understood. It could be read. And we, we put it in the right places. Now, I'll tell you, I never did this, Joe, but I, one of my uh, clients that, that we work with just told me recently that, that they do something that I think is pretty interesting. <laughs> they, they will go and find properties that are clearly abandoned, and they'll, they'll put a bandit sign in the front yard facing the house itself. <laughs> and uh, apparently they've had pretty good results with that. I'm not sure that I had have the nerve for that, but that, that's kind of a cool idea. What about an effective way of doing a direct mail campaign? What What's a couple tips that you have there? I would say that you should focus largely on the use of postcards. 
not letters, uh, because uh, postcards don't have to be opened. And with a postcard, the copywriting, what you say on that thing is, is everything. And we've used a format that basically says something like, uh, the, the headline will be something uh, to the effect of, we've been trying to reach you about, you know, one, two, three, happy lane, the address of the property. Then there will be four, you know, four or five bullet points on there about why we've been trying to reach them and how we might be able to help them. And then the call to action is always something that's very, very low resistance, usually something like a free recorded message. And at this point in time, uh, meaning right now in 2015, the free recorded message strategy is, is, is a good one because when people call in to the right, if you have the right type, type of technology, not only can you give them the free recorded message, but you can actually collect their telephone number and add it to a text distribution list so that you can really keep in touch with them and get back with them regardless of uh, whether they actually leave their name or not. And you'll find that that actually makes a big difference getting back to people because some of these people are just scared. They, they don't understand the situation they're in. And, and once they find out that there's a real human on the other side of that that actually cares about them and can and will help them, can make a huge difference in your response rates. Brian, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice ever is, is this. Get really, really clear about what it is you're building towards and work your strategy backwards from that. Joe, what I find among real estate investors is that a lot of them don't really have a clear picture of what they're trying to do other than they want to make money. And we all want to make money. But you can make money in a lot of different ways and under a lot of different time frames. So me, for example, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Um, I have a business that I run every day. The business is related to real estate investing, but it is not a real estate investing business. And so I don't necessarily want to spend time and I don't really want to spend money involved in doing day-to-day or even week-to-week types of things that take my focus away from my business. So I build my investment strategy around the notion of truly passive income. And I, by that, I don't mean buying rental properties and renting them out. That, that can be uh, passive. That is a good strategy. But that's not what I do. What I do instead is focus on notes, uh, real estate mortgages. Uh, because in, in that scenario, I don't have to do anything. And I don't have to have a property manager either. Really, the only party other than me that's involved in that is a note servicer. And that's a pretty nice thing. It's, you know, just, just a few bucks a month and somebody else collects the payment for me and sends it on to me and I don't have to worry about tenants or uh, repairs or, or property taxes or, or any of that sort of thing. Now, uh, that really, really works for me. And it also gives me a lot of flexibility because if I ever need to generate cash in large amounts, I can actually sell those things off. But in the meantime, if what I need is just cash flow and I'm, I'm looking to build a way to pay for my my current and future lifestyle, well, for me, that works beautifully. That is what I really recommend that, that people who may not have tried note investing in the past, I really recommend you give it a shot for that reason. If somebody who has not invested in note buying or has not done note buying and has not studied up on it, but they're, they're familiar with other aspects of real estate. Yeah. If, if somebody wants to, and they have some money and in one week, they want to buy their first note. What book do you recommend that they read and where do they take their money to go work with a note servicer? Oh, great question. 
that's really kind of what we provide at Self-Directed Invest- Investor Society, Joe. Um, the, the good and the bad about buying notes is that they are not a – It's the bad about it is that they're, it's not really a market where there is a place you go to buy notes. There are a few websites here and there that are listing services for notes. I know Note MLS is one of those and, and, and such. But whether you find good notes on, on those websites is a kind of a day-to-day sort of thing. But that's really what we do at Self-Directed Investor Society is to – connect investors who have the capital that they need to be involved in, in notes with the opportunity to actually put their money to use and, and make it happen. Now, notes are an awesome way to make money, but it is kind of, a, kind of an old boys network. It's not, it's not the sort of thing where you can, you can just call up your real estate broker and say, I want to buy a note. That's the service that we provide at Self-Directed Investor Society. What's the, what are the two or three things that you look for or somebody, anybody should look for whenever they're investing in a note? Oh, that's a great question. There are a few things that you should always look for. One of them is what's the value of the property behind the note? See, that's one of the reason I, reasons that I really like notes is because it is not just an investment that yields cash flow. It's an investment that yields cash flow and has real collateral to back it up. And the value of that collateral versus the value of the note itself is a key consideration. So if your note is a first mortgage note uh, and it's got a balance of $50,000 and the value of the underlying property is $100,000, well, that means you're in a very, very secure situation. But if your note has a face value of $110,000 and the property is worth $100,000, well, you're, that's, that's risky. That's risky. So you've got to compare the, the face value of the note to the, the value of the property. That's a big thing. Also, the seniority of the lien, generally speaking, a senior lien is better. There are way, certainly ways to make a lot of money with junior liens, but that's a little bit more complicated. And then finally, something you, you look at is the quality of the person who is making the payments on the note. You know, Have they been making the payments reliably for a certain period of time? If they have, then chances are they're going to continue. If they haven't, well, you know, history tends to repeat itself. So those are the three things you, you look at to really make a decision about whether a note's a good investment. And whether you go to your site or Note MLS or somewhere else, typically is it standard to have those three things available when you analyze a potential note? Oh yeah, absolutely. You've you've got to have that information. You can't you can't make a good decision about buying a note without that data. If somebody asks you to, you should go the other way. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. Best ever book you've read? Uh, absolutely, it's the book of Proverbs in the Bible. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. That would be when I went through kind of a challenging situation with, uh, uh, with, with my wife, actually, and she kind of called me out on, on some things that I was doing foolishly, and it hurt, but I took her advice and it worked. What'd you learn? I learned that I need to make sure that I, sometimes I had been guilty of procrastinating. And what I learned was that it is important for me specifically 
to talk about pressure that I'm facing as quickly as possible so that I don't let procrastination actually overcome me. Best ever success habit you practice? Uh, Getting up early in the morning and meditating for at least 15 minutes. Best ever deal you've done? We did a deal down in Fayetteville, Georgia, where I had a little under $2,000 in it, and we made about $180,000 in a real short period of time. What are the details around that one? That was a house that was going to go into foreclosure, but it was it was still probably a couple of months away before it was going to go to the steps. And I did a deal with that particular family, and it turns out that they were behind not because of financial stress, but they just had essentially an accounting error. They they changed from one uh, basically one bookkeeper to another, and they'd gotten messed up that way. But uh, the husband got a wonderful job offer that he had to take and had to move. And so I ended up taking that property over subject to the existing mortgage, and there was just a huge amount of equity in it. And so we resold it and took a nice chunk of change. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Absolutely self-directed investor radio. That's uh, going like gangbusters. It's doing incredibly well on iTunes, and, and we're just thrilled with the kind of response we've gotten so far. Best ever quote? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest mistake you'd say you've made in real estate? Oh, wow. It's certainly focusing on technical strategy over over the people involved. And Brian, what's the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me is at sdiradio.com. Brian, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking through not only marketing and giving some very specific tips on you know the copywriting and bandit signs being the most effective marketing tactic and uh, how to, as I mentioned, the copywriting aspect of that where you want to make it short, legible. Um, in your example, yours was simply sell your house today and here's the phone number. And then you know, using consistency and constantly having leads being generated through direct mail, focus on the postcards, not something that requires them to open it up because it's just, you know, eases the barrier for um, them to call you back. As you mentioned, even with your call to action at the very end, it's very low resistance. And, you know, you talked about the the text example where you're able to, even if they don't leave you the voicemail or if they don't leave you the number, then you still have the text capabilities. And I think that's, you know, kind of technology 2.0 there and very, very helpful hint. And then also note buying and, you know, kind of what you're focused on now and uh, you know the three keys to what you'll want to evaluate. And I know there have to be more, but absolutely, I appreciate you kind of condensing and giving a high level of the three. Where first is what is the value of the property behind the note? Make sure that it you know there's cash flow in there, and you get cash flow with note buying, and then there's real collateral to back it up, as you said. And then two is the seniority of the lien, and three is the quality of the person who's making the payments on the note and kind of simplifying that process that to some people and and quite frankly myself included until I I speak with people like you the note buying process is kind of a mystery to me but I think you uh, did a great job of at least for me and I think the best ever listeners who weren't clear on it kind of clearing some of that up and so definitely go check out Brian um, check out his his podcast and his radio show self-directed investor radio and uh, sounds like everyone needs to join your your investing letter as well. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice. And we'll talk to you soon. My great pleasure, Joe. Thank you so much. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. 
And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.